Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 247 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show has helped leaders in Fortune 500 companies as well as small to medium-sized businesses achieve dramatic growth and market leadership through the maximization of talent. She is a leading authority on leadership and the skills and strategies required to earn employee commitment and client loyalty. She is also author of several books, including the recently released Evergreen Talent. So welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, Roberta Matusen. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for having me. So Roberta, obviously that was a very brief introduction. Could you perhaps give us some insight into your own career and, and what you're up to now? Well, I've had a very interesting career. <laughs> I've made a lot of pivots along the way, uh, probably not that dissimilar to many of your listeners. I started my career out in working in human resources. And uh, what I wound up at the age of 24 years old, promoted into an executive position. And so I was heading up an HR department for a commercial real estate company. And that was, as you can imagine, a very interesting experience. And uh, after that, just continued to take on new challenges. And then about 20-something years ago, I started my own consulting practice to help organizations hire the best and keep the best. So obviously that was quite a decision at the time. So what made you take that leap and and start your own consultancy? Well, I think as you mature, you know, and your life changes, sometimes, you know, you come to the realization that uh, maybe working inside an organization is not your preference and that you can get more done from the outside. So obviously your your focus is very much on on organizations and, and how to help them. So can you maybe tell us a little bit about why organizations should prepare for perpetual growth? Regardless of what's happening in the world right now, there are going to be ebbs and flows. And if the organization and the business leaders have a solid plan in place and they're making adjustments as they go, the company is going to grow. And so if you don't have a plan in place, if you don't have a strategy for your growth in terms of your people, you won't be able to keep up. Okay. And in in terms of the individual, how can they benefit from that sort of approach that, that a company may take? Well, individuals have to always be learning. They always have to be developing, especially IT professionals. (laughs) I'll be aging myself, but I do remember, you know, sitting in the room punching computer cards. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if I didn't learn how to use a Mac early on, I would probably be useless at this point. And so I know it may be hard to believe that when you are programming right now in Java, Um, or whatever else you're using that 20 years from now that might be obsolete, that very well could happen. So you always have to be learning and reinventing and uh, staying current. Right. Yeah, very much so. 
So, Roberto, obviously, you've had you've had a, a lengthy career in what you do. Can you perhaps tell us about your worst career moment and what you learned from that experience? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it was the day I was fired. You know, I mentioned to you that I was suddenly in charge at age 24, and then I suddenly was not. And uh, I realized what had happened is that I had spent so much time managing down and managing my people that I failed to manage up. I had not managed my relationships in the organization. I didn't manage my relationships with my boss or his peers. And so when the time came, you know, there was nobody advocating for me. But as a result, I did write a book about it. The book is called Suddenly in Charge. It became an international bestseller as well as an Amazon number one seller. So there was a silver lining, but it did hurt. Yeah, sure. So in terms of what you took away from that, is there anything in particular that you, you learned or you do now that as a result of that experience? Yeah. I mean, if you don't manage up, if you don't manage your relationships, you won't have to worry about managing down. You're, you're not going to have a job. That is what I learned. Yeah, that's very true. So moving away from your worst career moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Well, I think it's related. (laughs) It was the day I went, you know, was promoted to an executive position at the ripe old age of 24 years old. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, And then it was probably also the day that I started my own consulting practice. Right. Yeah, of course. Yes. Um, so in terms of obviously starting your own consultancy, you work with a lot of different companies. So do you see any particular trends that relate to technology in the um, IT industry and, and therefore what opportunities there may be for people in, in this particular sector? Well, the trend that I see is that IT people, um, there is such a shortage of them. I mean, huge shortage of IT people. Sometimes employers haven't woken up to the fact that in terms of hiring IT people, that the IT people are in the driver's seat. And there are so many choices for those that are in this arena. And so that's a great thing, right? Very much so. (laughs) When you're in IT. And, you know, if you look at the numbers and you look at the forecast, that that doesn't seem like that's going to be changing. No. Let's hope that's true. Yes. Um. Obviously, we're living in a very different um, climate at the moment. Do you see that's going to be a significant impact on, on industry as a whole? I think it will have an impact in the short term. But in the long term, I think that we'll get back to where we were. I see companies right now in the last day or two posting jobs for IT people. And so they're still moving ahead. I'm very happy about that. I have a son who is at university studying computer science. (laughs) So I couldn't be more thrilled. Good. Okay. So, Roberta, can you perhaps share with us a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of and perhaps should be? Yeah, I think that one of the things I've noticed, especially um, with people who are in the computer science field, is that obviously they're very technical And sometimes they speak in a language that people like myself don't quite understand. And so I think it's a really great idea, even if it's not required, that you take some 
courses. And even if those are online learning courses, I've got eight classes on LinkedIn, you know, courses to help you improve your interpersonal skills, your ability to communicate um, big ideas in a way that people can understand, um, your ability to manage your boss effectively. It's not that dissimilar to when physicians come up through the ranks through medical school. You know, they don't usually take classes on how to manage a, a team in the operating room. Yet they need to be able to do that and do that effectively. Yeah, that that's very true. I think there's um, very much a lack of that sort of coaching um, around management and leadership when you move from a technical role in particular. No, it's completely different. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Yes, indeed. And, and it's a skill set as well, isn't it? There's it, things about the way you, you manage yourself as much as how you relate to other people. Well, if you think about the world of IT and the way people come through these careers, you know, you're very technical and you're very process oriented and you're working on a project or on an idea. And then you have to now switch gears and actually not do the work and get the people around you to do that work. I've been fortunate. I've worked with some pretty great uh, CIOs, um, coaching them and people who who are very technical, who can learn how to really build the softer skills. Are there any sort of areas of technology that you see in your particular area within HR and and sort of talent development that that you see is going to sort of grow and, and benefit society? I don't know if it's going to benefit society, and I think it's unfortunate but more and more companies are automating the hiring process and taking out the human element. And these systems, you know, rather than screening candidates in or screening candidates out. And so for that, I'm feeling a little bit, you know, bummed out. <laughs> I do think <laughs> yeah. it's going to happen whether I like it or not. It's already happening. Yeah. I think you may be right. I really hope that does change because I think the, the personal element of recruitment and, talent development is so important yeah i mean it is what it is right (laughs) yeah okay we're going to go into the reveal round now we're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think are you ready for this i am ready so what is the best career advice you've ever received well the best career advice i ever received was to just go for it a lot of people oftentimes when they see an opportunity in front of them, and and this is especially true for women, they will look at these opportunities and if they don't have all the requirements, they'll wait. And so, of course, they're disappointed when uh, their male counterpart gets the job and they're like, well, he's not qualified, but he asked for it. And there have been studies on this done by McKinsey that shows that, you know, women often wait until they have all the requirements before stepping up and saying, hey, count me in. And so I think the best advice I've received and the advice that I give others is, you know what, if you've got 70% of what's on that, you know, job posting, just go for it. I mean, the worst that can happen is they say, you know, no. Yep. I I suppose that's true. Yes. Um, 
so in your own experience, you've obviously, as you we mentioned earlier, you've actually have done that and you've sort of taken the opportunity to start your own company. But is that a mindset thing, do you think? Or is, is there something more to it? I'm not really sure. I mean, you know, I think part of it is at the time, if I look back, especially when with the first situation where I was promoted, <clears throat> what had happened was um, my boss had been fired the night before and her boss called me into his office and I did what I thought any other 24 year old would do. I, I asked for her job. And I mean, I just was like completely shocked when he said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's just having, you know, moxie and just saying, you know, well, why not me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so moving away from sort of best advice, can you perhaps share with us the worst career advice you've ever received? The worst career advice I've ever received is to be happy with that you're being paid what you're being paid. Yes. I presume that was never the case. <laughs> Especially when you know you're being underpaid because you work in HR and you know all the salaries. So that's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I suppose in HR in particular, you, yes, you do see other people's salaries and packages and so forth. Exactly. Yeah. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? I think I would still do what I did because when I look at where I am today, every step along the way has gotten me to a place where I am the expert on the maximization of talent. And every experience has resulted in who I am, right? So if I were to take one of those experiences away, I don't know whether I would have achieved what I've achieved. And I don't know if I would have written five books. So I think I would just keep doing whatever I did. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I am currently focusing on working exclusively as an executive coach and a trusted advisor to uh, leaders who are good, but would like to be great. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Uh, my ability to quickly build strong relationships. That's what it's really all about. Business is all about relationships. Yeah, it's, it's the people element, isn't it? It is. Um, obviously, this podcast is called The IT Career Energizer. So how do you keep your own career energized? Well, I do new things. I mean, there are things that I'm doing today that I didn't do a year or two ago. If I'm doing something that I don't like, I stop doing it and I don't offer it anymore. Like the advice that I've given to your listeners, I try to reinvent myself and I try to learn new things. And I am technologically challenged. So <laughs> that takes up a lot of my time. You know, how do I do this video? And how do I do a live stream and how do I, you know, whatever's on deck that requires technology. And what do you do in your spare time away from the HR and talent development world? In my spare time, I do a lot of cooking and um, I like to play tennis. I like to just be out, be outside, enjoying time with friends. So earlier, we obviously touched on your uh, new book, which is Evergreen Talent. Can you tell us a little bit about that book and how it came about? I wrote that book because it was very clear to me 
that we would be entering an age where if you didn't start developing your own talent, you wouldn't be getting any talent. Um, because if you look at the demographics, unless cloning becomes a, an actual thing that people will be doing, there won't be enough people to do all the jobs that are out there. And again, of course, if you look at the IT industry, I mean, we see that right now. And so I wanted to share with leaders how they could seed, grow, and cultivate their own workforce, which to me is the key. Yeah. And do you feel that the book has any value to the individual as well? Because obviously learning about how organization works can definitely help your own career. Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, um, I've had a number of people write to me who said, you know, I'm not in management, but I read your book and it was fascinating because I learned like what my manager's thinking. And so as a result, I was better able to position myself. Or they said, you know, hey, I'm stepping into management. And so I have an opportunity to get this right. And I'm so glad I found your book. So presumably the book applies a sort of a, a sort of um, a top level organizational yeah level I suppose and also at lower levels so it can apply to departments as well as larger corporations. Yes, that's how I wrote it. <clears throat> I wanted yeah. it to be accessible to everyone whether you were the CEO or whether you were leading a department. And where can we get a book or, or a copy of your book? Um, well, you can download it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever you buy your books. You can download a copy. Um, you can order the paperback version. And there's also an audio version now. Roberta, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? Well, my best advice to your listeners is just to go for it. You know, we don't get a second chance. And so don't be afraid if there's an opportunity that's out there and, and it looks interesting, then just go for it. Roberta, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you. I, I enjoyed it as well. Hi, Phil here again. Now, if you thought about being a guest on the show yourself, or you have somebody in mind that might be a good guest, please do let me know. You can reach me on Twitter where I'm at Field Tech Career, or you can find me on LinkedIn, or you can even contact me through the website, which is itcareerenergizer.com. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.